I'll leave you with this with Dustin Chafin. Please subscribe to our Patreon page. You can uh, hear all kinds of extras with uh, T.J. Miller on the road and hell gig stories and behind the scenes of a comedy club in Manhattan. So please support that. I could really use your support. So if you like this podcast, please uh, sign up for Patreon page. It's only like two bucks, and you can really kind of uh, get some extra stuff that I want to try to add. It's even getting better and better each week. So please support us, and uh, I'll give back, I promise. Funny, like it's funny how like um, how you you know once you stop doing like certain kinds of drugs and stuff when you're like oh, I'm a sober guy or whatever and then you find other like other you know drugs that you know either you can get them per- prescription or you can like find them at a GNC like it's funny how you just like concoct all this stuff like so now I'm on like I got like drops of St. John's wort I put in water. I got some uh, turmeric. What is that? Uh, turmeric or something? Some for the term limits. Turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> what is that shit called? Turmeric. Turmeric. That's it. And then uh, then I got the uh, CBD oil. Yeah, you know, I'm rubbing that on my shoulder, and like it's just you know. And I got the drops, and like I'm just whatever I can, you know. And then you rub it on your shoulder. Yeah, well, there's there's like a uh, for like you know I got a, ba- I got a bum shoulder. How can you tell when it's gonna rain? If, if it's not sore. <laughs> I got a bum shoulder, man. This is my mic arm. You know what I mean? Yeah, we Carrying all <laughs> those heavy microphones across the, the across like the world. Yeah. <laughs> I do got a few of those bits where I'm jerking the mic off. Yeah, sure. Reason, you know. Yeah, you gotta you know you gotta play those hood rooms, and uh, <laughs> we can see how many times we can work the word hood in without being offensive. Um, I, I, let me say this: yes. I think that like about the drugs, you go from yeah. being like some kind of drug addict when you're young to yeah. being like a weird old man. And yeah. that's the only thing. You that's what it is. Like all these weird little like I like little St. John's Court and I drop it in. The... <laughs> it's weird to be eating something called wort, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, drinking it even worse drinking it and so yeah, yeah I, I got my prescription thing that i'm on yeah. i don't drink i went through a phase where i smoked weed for a while and i think it hurt me i think it hurt me on the whole yeah it little phase four hurt. or five years <laughs> i don't mind. i don't give a shit but i mean like i never did drink i never wanted yeah, to drink, yeah so. the cbd oil have you tried that yeah Does it i would do drink anything a whole bottle you? of it and i'm like i don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're not supposed to do that. I think it's like the old duels of weed. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's like they take the they take the fun shit out, and then yeah. you just have a little bit of I don't know what's left. Like there's the CBD oil across from Greenwich Village Comic and it's like what's what are you even selling there? I don't even know what it is. This woman I've been married to, she swears by that stuff. <laughs> really? Yeah, what, she does she take it. it for what? For anxiety? Yeah, anxiety. Uh, just <laughs> married having, to you, having yeah. feelings she needs to get rid of. You know? <laughs> A husband she doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, that's good Hide stuff. Hide feelings, you know. I mean, like, we live in a small place. So, yeah, yeah, you do. I've been there. It's I don't fair. know how you do it. It's a nice place. It's a good neighborhood. I'm looking at the studio going, I can move into this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. The neighborhood's not that nice anymore, either. It's really going down the shitter. The whole it's city. Still, yeah, but you know what? Here's the deal. Close to the train. Exactly. That's all neighborhoods are now. Like my neighborhood, there's it's how long me and my girl been together. Your neighborhood, neighborhood. <laughs> See how we did that? <laughs> we got five more times. Let's try to work it in five more times. So um, when I first got there, there was a blockbuster on the corner, and it was what sold me. I was like, yes, wow. I was like, yes. It you was a, it was a here. subway right next to the R train on Steinway, 
and there was a blockbuster. It was a blockbuster right by the subway, and I was like, this is the most amazing place I've ever lived in my life. Wow. Like, this is so great. And then, like, three months later, it's, like, just gone. It's a Rite Aid now, which is nice. It's a a 24-hour Rite Aid, which is, if you're going to, if you're going to follow a blockbuster, that's a pretty good follow. I mean, yeah, you got a chance. I mean, like, what do you got? I still get Nutter Butters at 3 a.m., you know what I mean? I need a gigantic (laughs) box of goobers. Uh, That's pretty cool. It's 11.30. They were open till midnight, all the blockbusters. I I dated a girl who who was at a blockbuster, and then it turned into a Hollywood video or something like that. Well, I remember those, yeah. yeah, She was like... We're so old. I remember her telling me, like, they made a lot of money towards the end to just, like, rearranging the candy. They were always just trying to get people to walk through more... That's where all their money came from. Really? The candy? Movie rentals were like, uh, you know, making money. That's... Thank God that era is over. I used to really? hate going to pick out a movie. You oh, hated I, it? See, every, a lot of people are the opposite. A lot of people love the experience of, like, finding the video and, like, looking at the box. And like, you're just like, no, nah, fuck that. Wait, so, uh, like, you, now you, you just to, lay there and just put a button. Let's go to Blockbuster and have an argument. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> and then leave with nothing. <laughs> Three hours. Like, I feel like I've seen a movie. <laughs> That, yeah, but you do that, that with scrolling, though. You you get on Netflix, it's the same thing. You just scroll and scroll and scroll, and you're like, I've seen that, I've seen that, I've seen that. You can't. It's the same thing. You're Maybe just, it would you're just laying on your back. Yeah, you're yeah, right. You're just laying on your back. It's the same. It's the same amount of time. Yeah. It takes me forever to find something I haven't seen that I want to watch. You have to have your defaults that you just go to <laughs> that you watch while you're trying to decide what to watch. For me, it's The Office, American Office. I watch that show. You can't do that though. You can't scroll while you're watching something on not on Netflix. You no, can't on TV. That's true. I leave my brain in. I, I forget about it. Actually, once the office is on, I'm kind of like, whatever, I go to sleep. That's such a great show. It is. It it's is. so funny. It's so tight. And I never worked in an office. No? No. You look like you do. It's funny because no. you wear a tie sometimes. So yeah. that's just assumed you work in an office. That's uh, compensating for being a dishwasher <laughs> and a waiter. What, and what jobs did you have? Give me five jobs that Pat Dixon had. I don't think I can. Dishwasher, <laughs> waiter, waiter, cook, cook, uh, different kind of cook. <laughs> Pizza, pizza cook. cook. <laughs> I mean, did you uh, cook pizzas? Yeah, yeah. I, my parents owned a couple of pizza. Places. What? Yeah, I did not know this. My dad had never Love made this. never made pizza in his life. Lived in Tennessee. Ne- <laughs> probably didn't eat Tennessee pizza in the fucking thirties. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and then so like somebody told him, you don't really need to be very smart to make money at a pizza place, and something just fucking you know. Yeah, clicked for him, telling, uh, like know. telling dick jokes for a living. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. My dad worked for himself, and that was that was one thing I learned from him is that like work for yourself. Yeah, figure once some... you do that, you can't. You know, it's tough to do it the other way. Yeah, oh, that's great. But he, he hated work. Did you like? Could you throw the pizza dough in the air and all that stuff? We didn't have that kind of dough. <laughs> we didn't have that kind of skill. We were rolling it out with a fucking like a. Like it was like biscuits, kind of. Biscuit. It was like biscuits. Bisquick. Remember that? Yeah. Bisquick. Well, remember it? I got it in my cupboard right now. <laughs> You know what I do now when I get hungry? <laughs> I make pancakes. Do you really? I've yeah. got, yeah, the, just add water. You're not on a keto tomorrow. diet? I thought you might be one of those keto guys. Look at me. You can see how healthy I am. I, see, I look like I'm made of pancakes. Do you cook a lot? You seem like you might like to cook. I'm pretty good at it. I mean, yeah. I'm, it was a job for a while. I can make, uh, you know, certain things. I can make, uh, can you, make? Uh, you know, like, what can I make? I can make a couple of soups. Soups? I, can make, I, can I like soup. That's a, that's a whole thing. That's a good, like, uh, cathartic kind of process, making soup. Because that, yeah. that's a good two hours. Oh, you minimum, know. yeah. What kind of soup yeah. do you make? I, a chicken tortilla is my specialty. No fucking way. Yeah. That's, that's a, different. Yeah, it's because uh, I'm a big Mexican food guy. Yeah. So I love uh, anything spicy. There's a lot of cilantro and onion. and It's, it's basically a... 
It's kind of like if you're making chicken noodle, but you're just not doing the noodles instead of, you know, you're adding a little more tomato. And it's good, though. Yeah. yeah and then chili see, powder, that kind of stuff. My Our oven, you know, you again, so small <laughs> that, like, we have to, like, not cook, turn the heat up very high. Yeah, we can't make any smoke <laughs> because we don't have with the hood over the oven. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Two <laughs> <Sweet>. more. <laughs> but it's true. And so I made a, a, the kind of soup I make is like a vegetable beef, right? Nice. Some, cut it up like sirloin steak, whatever, <laughs> and, uh, and it's great. Like cut up some potatoes, some carrots. V eight is the is the base. Oh yeah, he's let it be a V eight. V eight, a ton of it, very really? rich. Okay, so it works. So, like... Shit weird after eating the soup. You know, what I mean? you have the most rich, <laughs> satisfying V eight. So you do water and V eight, or just straight V eight? No water and V eight. Okay, a little bit of uh, maybe okay. maybe throw in a can of tomatoes. And then, uh, it's like I'm improvising. You know, That's uh, nice. Yeah. It's funny when your when your stove is that close to your apart and your bed and stuff. I mean, you got to Yeah, it's like you have to almost wear like a bikini just to cook because it gets so hot and stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's just totally, you cook yeah. them with no shirt on and stuff. Yeah, I wear my bikini. You know, <laughs> I could think of the word thong. You know when you try to be funny. You know when you try to be funny. You can't think of the words. You're like, bikini's going to be what I'm saying because I can't remember what thong means. We're going with bikini. <laughs> the timing is more important than the exact word. Exactly. It is. Well, that's comedy. Oh, hilarious. I love a tiny, tiny bikini, like porn. You know, like, like Porn bikini? He's like, like when they have them, they're like those strings, and it's like you can see their whole naked fucking pussy wow. and everything, but okay. they're sitting there talking, having a conversation. Now, it's weird how you go down these like well, this, this took a this took a fun turn. Well, okay, think of YouTube. <laughs> you know how YouTube has these yeah. things like where it actually starts making its own videos somehow or something. You can go down these weird rabbit holes. There's these <laughs> videos that are for kids, and then they have all these like things that kind of naturally recur. Yeah. I don't know how it works, but it's like it's a weird AI <laughs> algorithmic scary thing sometimes videos get made that don't make any sense yeah I, I don't really know how to explain it but then like you go down these it, it, it evolves you know what i mean like you start off yeah. walking you're watching like oh let's see what happened on fox news you know yeah. and then three hours later you're, you're watching a spelling bee from 1982 or something oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And some like, indian kid this is crushing how'd i get here <laughs> and why are they such you know why they're such good spellers because their names are so goddamn long yeah it's never a kid from the hood no <laughs> <laughs> One more to go. <laughs> Slumdog Millionaire. Did you see that movie? I did see that movie. What? What the fuck? What is it about? The guy goes on a game show or something. Goes on a game show, and every this is the uh, the uh, the coincidence of every single question triggering a memory. And that's the show. Mm. That's the movie. They uh, figured out a way to make a movie around that. It has a lot to do with fecal matter. I heard. Uh, what? Um... <laughs> there is a scene. You haven't seen it. Never, don't, I mean, I, I'm, the spoilers I'm cool with. I'm never going to see it. It's not my kind of movie. <laughs> what is we, your... should, we should do top five movies. <laughs> okay, what is your kind of movie? But uh, you know what? It's October, so I'd love at some point, you're the guest that I want to talk horror films with. Okay, okay. yeah. But you can, you can just do, what we do, we do top two regular movies and then give me two horror films. Uh, well, you know, I mean. Then like, we I, might get into stand-up talk. Probably not. Go ahead. I, I have zero imagination. Godfather and Godfather Two are the two <laughs> best movies ever. They're just the best. They are good. And then The Shining, The Shining, and fantastic. Halloween. The first Halloween, yeah, it's yeah, fantastic. Those are great. So to me, those Shining, are the there's a new Shining cut that just came out. Director's cut, 4K. It has some extra footage and stuff. It's supposed to be amazing because it's on Blu-ray. I don't do all that stuff, but I think you can get it on your kind iTunes. Kind of an update, sort of. Yeah, you can get like, like a it's Jay a, Leno instead of here's Johnny. <laughs> <or something. laughs> 
That's really funny. <laughs> Write that down. I'm sure somebody did when they heard this. But <laughs> please steal that. Steal. Uh, if they could get rid of Shelley Duvall, I mean, I know you need her manic. You need it. <laughs> yeah, she needs to be cut. That's true. I'd kill her too. Yeah. Um, but uh, great yeah. movie though. Did you see the miniseries? With Stephen the Weber, Steven, the Stephen Weber series, yeah. Stephen King, Stephen Weber in the the Who, Jack Nicholson role. Who's Stephen Weber? He's from Wings, the show Wings. That's the <laughs> only thing I know. He's been other stuff. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember Wings. That was a decent, like you know, stoned out of your mind at four a.m. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was always on. Yeah, always on, always yeah. on. It's like Coach. You're like, yeah. I, I never watched like an episode shitty, of Coach. Those and it was sh- always on. Those sh- sitcoms are shitty, but they're they're like they're soothing somehow. You know, mm-hmm. like the sound of laughter, can laughter, like the whole thing. Just I can go to sleep to those things like yes. crazy. Oh my like, god! Like we yes. put, which is a really good show. Cheers, but but still, just Cheers. I'll put Cheers on and I'll fall right asleep. It's just like you something know. about that that uh, little clarinet. Oh. <laughs> and when that it just it just, it just my hair stands up just thinking about it yeah mandy's the norm of our house is she yeah she comes <laughs> home and i'm like mandy hey, who are you cliff I, yeah i'm nobody <laughs> you're a little bit of cliff you're like four of them together yeah a little carla you're definitely carla we have to yeah we have to each take <laughs> on several you're carla uh, and cliff because you have information but you're a little spicy yeah, a little female. A little female, yeah. definitely. Well, you know, yeah, I've got my family. I'm half woman. I don't know if I ever told you that. but All right. Do you have uh, a third nipple? I do. I'm half woman. <laughs> no. I don't have a third nipple. I mean, it's not like huge. It's tiny. Actually, I only have one. <laughs> you got my nipple. <laughs> is it is it sensitive like a nipple? Yeah, kind of. Oh, it's, my God. It's like a little tiny thing. It's, ah. like, it's nothing bad. I've had part of it removed. <laughs> Sounds erotic. No, yeah, I'm, chicks I'm, dig I'm, it. I'm chicks, it's a good, it's a good chick conversation. <laughs> when it's I would a good start, way to get your shirt off. it is <laughs> absolutely. Wow. You need anything? Be like, oh, I got this thing in my inner thigh. Let me yeah. show you. Yeah, I got yeah. an extra ball. Look at this. <laughs> uh, where'd it go? <laughs> it's here somewhere. <laughs> oh, whatever. Just suck it. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever it takes to get the clothes off. I got all kinds of things up my sleeve. So that's or four, down my pants. Uh, that's four movies. So what do you? What about you? What do you got? Two and then two. <sighs> all right, two regular movies. Um... Yeah, let's go. Uh, Escape from New York would be both genres, actually, regular and horror. That's, that's a horror? I, and that's going to be a regular movie. I'm going to go Escape from New York. I love Kurt, uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Russell. He's that. right. Kurt Russell in that is like, uh, part of me tries to be that at all times. What would Kurt, What would Snake Plissken say? You know what I mean? Like, he just really handles every situation the way I, the mood that I am usually want to be in when I talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> like Never if I saw could, that movie. Oh, come on, man. It's fantastic. I, I'm going to watch it tonight. It's I've seen it so many times. It's just one of those movies where it's like, it's you know, it's really old. It's like 81. Yeah. But it's it holds up. Like, it still looks great. Like, the even because what they did was it's really cool because there was a fire that happened in Detroit. It was like a huge city fire. And it was like a. Just one? Yeah. <laughs> but this was like. <laughs> Three more and they can start. But this was like in the 70s. So it was like a riot and everything. So there was a part of Detroit that was burnt down. It was literally burnt down. And, you know, and this whole movie is about the apocalypse. You know, it's about, you know, like set in 20 whatever. And then basically it's like this supposed to be like this rundown. And they shot it all there. So it's not like a, it's not it's all real. Like all the buildings and stuff that they're in is all these like burnt up places. So it just looks great. Yeah. It just it doesn't look like a like a set. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, because they couldn't yeah. have constructed that. Yeah. So it's fantastic. So it looks really good. And then the music and set is, in the apocalypse. Yeah. And like the, present and the, day. 
Yeah, kind of like the, <laughs> like a Mad Max kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But uh, it's uh, it's just really cool, and there's and it's all New York. It's supposed to be New York, so it's like the New York references and Statue of Liberty and all that stuff. And then and, the idea isn't it that you uh, that they just make New York a prison? Yes, they put everybody um, on this island, which is New York, and that's where they put all the bad people, and then everybody else lives like in the regular part of America. So they, that's it's kind of like the uh, Alcatraz of its time, but bigger. And so this whole thing, and then Snake has to do something for the government, and if they if he does it, then you know he gets pardoned or whatever. So it's a whole it's a whole time thing. It's fantastic. But it's a really he, good movie. If he loses, the devil gets his soul. <laughs> <laughs> That's Crossroads, uh, which is a pretty classic film. I just bought the vinyl like three days ago, which is hilarious. Uh, the, um, of Crossroads, the what the Robert Johnson song, the uh, Ralph Macchio movie, the vinyl, vinyl. How does that work? What do you mean records? Of of the of the like the soundtrack of the movie. Soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I'm not. Wow, I'm not good. watching. I'm not. <laughs> Stevie Vai. Stevie Vai. Stevie Ray Vai. Uh, Steve Vai. Yeah. Steve He's Vai. Amazing. He's so good. That's so a, good. Incredible scene. I mean, that's the yeah. guitar. That's I can still watch that. Yeah. I mean, I can. Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. I'm a big blues guy, so I just I found that I got Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then I got that, and I was like, for a dollar, like that's what I like about vinyl. How did you get into blues? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. My father's a big blues guy. Mm-hmm. He's a really buddy guy and Muddy Waters and all that stuff. He's really into all that BB King and all that stuff when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He's just, uh, just my parents were actually into good music, like, uh, you know, uh, like Three Dog Night. And like my mom took me to Zeppelin when I was seven. That's like, That's just, so cool. Yeah, they were just really good music all the time, you know. My and first f- concert was Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my second Explain, concert was? Explain so much. Second concert <laughs> was it? Barry Manilow. <laughs> <laughs> but my sister did take me to see Simon and Garfunkel. That's a rare one. <laughs> water down, water down. Um, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, so, oh yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. That's huge. Yeah, that's rare. Sticks. I saw that. Not as rare. <laughs> it was the Mister Roboto tour, and that when they were washed up or whatever. So. Renegade. This is a great song. I'm a Steelers guy. They always play that. You must get when? like really annoyed because Tommy Shaw, this great Texas guitar player, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and then like uh, <laughs> Dennis DeYoung, don't yeah. let it end. <laughs> it's just all their they started to get so shitty at the end. Well, I don't think you know that's the thing with uh, I think with musicians, it's like even if you're an amazing. Um, this, is, this is, I've never really thought about this, but even when you're an amazing guitarist, you still don't have a lot of options with bands. You know what I mean? So you might just be this very virtuoso, like amazing guitarist, and then it's just like your options are like, you know, the Almond Brothers have enough people. You know, <laughs> so, yeah. so you're like, There's okay, only, it's a family thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Skinner's full. You know, there hadn't been a plane crash in a while, and so you're just like, okay, what am I gonna do? And it's like, oh, I guess Sticks is hiring. You know, and so or I. Or you could be a session guy, but that's just, you know. Yeah, whatever. but you don't want to do that. You want to be on the road, get put chicks and stuff. You know. Yeah. It's a, although. Yeah, you're right. Studio yeah. musicians aren't getting ass. You know what I mean? You got to get on the road. You got to get in the van. You got to you get uh, the the tour bus. I mean, that's where it's all at. That's where I had the most yeah. fun. I mean, even as a comic. 
Yeah, you yeah a tour bus. When did you have a tour bus? Uh, with uh, Larry the Cable oh Guy. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Talk about that. Ron White. That's amazing. Ron White's bus was stupid. And like a, so how'd you get hooked up with these guys? I, Take me through this a little bit, and then tell me about it. I was doing, I was just doing comedy, and then I, uh, I don't know how this happened. This guy named John McDonald calls me up. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like uh, whatever. <laughs> We're trying to get some more comics to go around because remember the you remember the uh, what he called four horsemen white guys uh, fucking uh, what the, the white guys comedy hillbillies of comedy. What, what, what was it called? You know the blue collar blue collar comedy tour was huge. Yeah, and the and. I think it was maybe Paradigm or something. I don't remember the name of the yeah. group, but they had all of them. And one of the managers there was like a guy looking for talent. And so somehow he got my name. I don't know how. And he, he this guy flew to Arkansas to see me. Little Rock, Arkansas. Saw me on stage. Oh, wow. At the time, I was dating that redhead who ended up trying to murder me. So it was around right 2003. <laughs> I know it was 2003. Yeah. That's how I mark it. Because she tried to kill me January 4th, 2004. I remember, I remember that date because that's the date a woman tried to kill me. And he's like, yeah, okay, we'll work together. And so next thing I know, I'm opening for these guys. Oh, you know? And like, going, like? It's, it's, it's a, you go out, you know, like I was at the Little Rock uh, Funny Bone, you know, in, <laughs> yeah. in the uh, condo and, and stuff. And then I go to this fucking 4,000-seat theater, you know, and you go out and open. It's just like, this is fucking stupid. They laugh at everything. Oh, yeah. And you're like, man, I did pretty good. Then you introduce... Larry, and it's like, oh, that's how much sound they make. <laughs> it's like, that's the first time you've heard anything. Larry the Cable Guy. It's, it's another level. Great guy. Great yeah. guy, too. Dan I Whitney. Like, yeah. yeah, Dan Whitney. Last time I worked with him, this went on for a few years. It was pretty cool. That's amazing. Last time I worked with him, I didn't know it was the last time I was going to work with him, but he's like, I get you know, a little bonus or whatever, and he just like put some money in my hand, and I was like, and he just fucking handed me 50 bucks. Yeah. It's great. What a guy. And then, you know, I got off the Whatever, you know, like I looked at, I actually counted it. It was like 500 bucks. Wow. He just put $500 in my hand. And then you'd, you'd make a grand yeah. or whatever, 1500 It was, yeah. I mean, for a night, for 10 minutes of work. Yeah. That yeah. Was, it was pretty, it was pretty yeah. nice. I liked it. I'd been doing comedy less than 10 years. Yeah. No, so anyway, that's that. No, no, no. I think it's a great, you know, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, a lot of people don't get to do that. You know, they don't get to like have those experiences with like bigger names. Like I, nobody took care of me. My, I opened for like Jim and Drinos. <laughs> like, like I never had like you know, who opens for him now? You know? Is he looking for a guy? Or... I could soften it up a little bit. <laughs> but you know, and we've talked about this. But I opened for you know TJ Miller now and stuff, and so that's and, and that's, that's always so fun great. because it's TJ's like, so cool too. He is he's sweetheart. He's a good dude. He's uh, friends with Kumi and stuff. He does the shows there. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, yeah he's, he's friends with everybody. He you can't not be friends with that guy. He's, he's really hard not to like. He's such a fun like. He takes me race car driving. Went to race car driving school in Arizona. What? We took a helicopter to get to a Jersey gig. Like it's just phenomenally fun. He's, he, he's acting yeah. like he's your weekend dad or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll That's take great. it. Right. I'll take it, man. Me, yeah. <laughs> if you ever get I've, pneumonia. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah, well, you know, you know how it is in college. You get treated so poorly that, you know, it's like this is so nice. And once in a while you get some, you know, some yeah, you nice get, you experience. Get some, you get with some lady, you know. You get a, yeah. Like a, my, my joke <laughs> that I like to do for a while is something like, oh, best blowjob. Oh, God, it was so good. I said the same thing I always say after a really good blowjob. Goodbye forever, fatty. You know, whatever. It's <laughs> racing through it, but, you know, I'm a little ashamed. And uh, 
it's like shit rolls downhill. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. I need so. Here's what I hated about doing the road is when you're doing these like really lower level things, like yeah. you know, like I'm talking about where the first night is in Panama City. And then you're off a night, and yeah. then it's Scottsboro, Alabama, and yeah. then it's... <laughs> yeah, I didn't do a lot of those. Starkville, you, you Mississippi. Did, you, you did know. a lot of those one-nighters, man. A lot of those sequences. Comedy zones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then you and, and you call, and you go, hey, uh, so I'm just uh, you know, making contact. I'm the comic uh, for tonight. And they're like, yeah. You know, it's... <laughs> it's like no respect, no yeah, love. I don't nothing. expect you to, like, you know, shit yourself or something. <laughs> But just, you know, yeah, okay, great. Well, here's what you do. You know what I mean? You know what I'm calling for. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh, and? Where's yeah. the Holiday Inn? Because back then, we didn't know. We didn't have phones. Exactly. It's like, yeah, you How just want to do some... that without phones? I don't know. It was horrible. We are old. I'm so fucking old. I'm old, too. I'm so major, too. Because of, of a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Did you ever work in Louisiana? Uh. I did. I did an Isla Capri um, steamboat uh, thing on uh, on the water with Eddie Ift and some other guy. Like that exact some same other thing. some other guy with uh, from Australia. That I forget his name. There's a lot of impressions. And the three of us did this tour of Isla Capri tour, and we did all these like you know these riverboat things that you know it's like if you're on the water, it's legal gambling or things. So they had like little casino. They tried to make it a casino thing with entertainment and it was like uh, sponsored by bananas <laughs> <laughs> not not the club chain just ban- the fruit just the fruit <laughs> bananas Roger Paul book does and uh it was my first real thing like tour wise like it, it felt I was so excited I did, but these these gigs were terrible and they were just that uh some were okay I remember my brother came to one and it was like it made me feel like I was in showbiz because it was like you know I'm doing this gig and that gig you don't have to pay for your flight so it felt you know any gig that you don't have to pay for your flight you feel like okay this is something you know what I mean what's that like yeah I don't think I've ever had that I think I paid for my flight when I did my half hour special that's weird yeah there was only like six guys back then it was a whole other thing they were harder to get to doing comedy all the time yeah there was only six guys pretty much that's what it feels like you know a lot of times like back in the 80s and all these people I'm like like, yeah you guys were good but there wasn't a lot of competition yeah (laughs) Paul Reiser yeah he's all right he's okay but but, you know he's just like he didn't have Chappelle you know he needs 15 sitcoms (laughs) Paul Reiser he had Mad About You before that it was My Two Dads that's yeah all those are bad Mad About You is good all the other ones are pretty bad I mean Mad About You was was okay for a little (laughs) while and then it got into some kind of soap opera shit did it I watched that show forever (laughs) I watched it until the bitter end almost I was like god this show sucks it really sucks start out good because it, it was like relationships in a small apartment. That was interesting. That's what you had to do back then. Yeah. You just had to have a kind of a... <laughs> Seinfeld. All those guys. <laughs> but Seinfeld, you know, as far as stand-ups go, I still place him. He's he's one of my favorites. He's still one of my favorites. I realize it. Did like, you see his last special? The one he did at this comic strip? That I did not see. God, you don't see these things. You got to see stuff more. You can't say. You can't say. You can't say Seinfeld. Like, like I have a Seinfeld tattoo. One sock, but I, it didn't make it. <laughs> That's what, what, what more do you need? I don't need the latest Guns and Roses album. So what does he do at the at the strip? It's really fun. It's really fun. This is what he does. He um, he basically, um, you know, he's. I used to play this shithole. <laughs> 
what are you kinda. talking about? What are you, what are you kinda. He d- I love that club, by he d- the way. Yeah, cl- one of the- Never mind. I think it's an okay club. <laughs> it's just average and good. <laughs> Fuck that club, but I like it. It's okay. This is an inside joke uh, yeah, with really. uh, Bat and I. Edit it. Um, Take, edit it. it. <laughs> Take it out. It is a great club. It's my favorite club. My Actually, my favorite. I have a couple favorite clubs. Um, Greenwich is not going to be a part of this conversation because I'm unbiased on the podcast. So, But I love Dangerfields because I feel Dangerfields has this 1960s feel to it that I feel is old showbiz. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. You look perfect on stage there because you have like your little just Lenny Bruce suit and stuff. Like it looks great. It looks great on you. Four people. It looks great on you. know, people. (laughs) (laughs) On a weekend. They're hilarious. They they don't care. They'll start the show with one person. They really, literally will. They don't care. Dustin, the other day, (laughs) I got there 10 minutes early for my spot. Mario was on stage (laughs) doing the 9 o'clock. Wow. I had the 920. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? You can't get there too early, you'll MC. That's true. That's, it's true. I always walk around the block. I'll look in and be like, and I do love the club, and I've been there. And, they're the, and the, very few clubs take care of me because a lot of people are biased towards me because I run a club, so they won't book me because of that. And it's, it's true. A lot of clubs. I've had a club owner like that owns two clubs in the city, and she's like, or he's like, you know, you can't. You know, I don't want to book you because you already get, you know, stage time and whatever. It's like, that's a stupid thing to say to me. Like, what are you talking about? I don't even play Greenwich that much. What does that have to do with you? Exactly. In this club. I don't play, I don't really, don't play that that often. Is I'm that how like you once put a week. comedians out of need? Yeah, it's so weird. Because like, a lot of people need it. So Dangerfield treats Pat, come here. <laughs> Dangerfield treats me right. They do. And the comic strip was the first club that I passed. Like, it was like a... Like a, you know, like a big deal. Uh, you know, it was just like, it was a hard game. Lucian Hold was the, the guy, and he was like a, he was like a myth, mythical, like, you know, he was the Bud Friedman of New York. Like, he was a, he's a guy you had to get through. You had to get through with Lucian. And forget the seller. It was all about the strip back in, like, the 90s. Yeah. And it was just like, you just had to get through this guy. And he had, and he was like the star maker. He had he Chris sit, Rock. He would look at you like, hmm. hmm I already have so many white guys, you know. What am I going to do with you? I I don't need another Jew. I've got Lenny Marcus. <laughs> Dan I, Natterman. This is all just from hearing about it, by the way. Oh, yeah. you. Um, so you didn't go through that process? No. Okay. Carmen Lynch told me that she, that the, you know, he looked at her for a long time. And he goes, Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. <laughs> I'm going to pass you. Nice. Uh, and and uh, yeah, could he be foolish not to? Uh, yeah. But no, I think he was dead by the time I was there, and I was like, yeah. it was what's her name? He was still at the club. Remember the open micing, uh, the the chick who ran the open mic for chick. the longest time. I love how you called her a chick, Gladys Gladys Knight. Uh, no, in the no, pits. No, 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 I'm sorry. That's I'm, I'm Gladys thinking, Simon. She was like the uh, what do you call it? The uh, 
the house MC for a while, a younger woman. Not the trans, not, uh, not her. Okay, maybe we should move on. But <laughs> I'm in over my head. But I remember somebody being the. And it's like, I don't even know. I don't even think I had my moment where it was like stamp passed. You know, I think I just started getting spots. Well, that's that's how you want it to be. Is that is that still a thing now? Do people get well, the passed? Kid, the in kids places? are trying to do that. The kids are trying. I don't do that at where I run or whatever. But I think kids are trying to do that. I don't. Do you it. should do that. You should act totally weird. Have like a pen that's like a big feather and a quill and everything. Hmm. <laughs> What's your name? Pull out a big scroll. <laughs> Sign here. <laughs> Some weird shit. I really should. <laughs> yeah, right, would I just have my passing hat and yeah. just like walk around. <laughs> I'm going to begin to take off undershirts. <laughs> Whatever. They all say like pass, fail, pass, fail. And then just like a little thing under my third nipple. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's a fun house. You have to lick my third nipple to <laughs> pass. Is, I wonder if this makes any sense to anybody else. Listen. It doesn't. Well, it's mostly comics. So some of, I don't have much of an audience. It's all comics just trying to pass Greenwich. <laughs> great show, Dustin. <laughs> That's all I want. Lie to me. I don't care. I was talking to somebody before, and I was just like, just lie. People don't lie enough. Tell everybody they had a good set. Be nice. Just lie. Shut up. Stop I do to, that you know? every time. Yes. Every time. Just lie. And, and, and the, the harder they bomb, the funnier it is when you tell them good set. Oh, yeah. I don't Great care. Great set. I really don't care. Because I was up there. I know real, I know how it went. So whatever you say to me, I don't care. But I'd rather you just say, hey, good job. But I don't give a shit. Just say that. I don't need your honesty. It's the same joke always you know? when I come back. Like sometimes I'll, I'll have to leave a card game and go do a spot. Hilarious. And uh, when I come back, they go, how was your spot? I go, uh, were you there? No, I killed. <laughs> Every time somebody asks me how my spot was, that's what I say. How was your spot? Were you there? Did you did you see it? No, I killed. <laughs> it's a hard one lesson. I learned that my first week in Myrtle Beach. That was my first paid week. I was emceeing. I came yeah. on stage and I was like, I kind of found the manager. I'm like, man, I'm really sorry about that. I don't know what happened. He goes, what? What was it? I thought it was, huh? Huh? And now he's alerted to me doing a shitty job. Uh, like he's just like everybody's got their drinks. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's yeah. And he actually, I think he told me that he goes, you know, let me tell you something, guy. Don't ever come off stage and start telling the manager you did a shitty job. <laughs> <laughs> Check. <laughs> that's great. Never worked that club again. <laughs> Because you're too honest. I know. Yeah. Like, just... No, but that is something to learn. You know, it's funny. It's like certain guys are like that. There's a fury few. There's some guys, and they're just phenomenal about it. And I'm just like, I, I but I'm learning that you kind of have to, like, yeah, you know, just keep that in check. You know, it's like you don't need to bring all your misery to the bar. No. You know, just leave it alone. If you mean if, if, as a comic, when yeah, you come off, like you can't when, be spreading it around. Yeah. No, no. There's certain guys, it's like they're so mopey, and it's just like, because yeah, I feel, and I, I even tell people now, I go, it's equal. I go, and I really kind of believe this. I really believe that uh, 90% of the time, it is them. And uh, I feel like it's like we're doing a good job up there. We're, we're crafting jokes. We're throwing stuff down. Our timing might be a little off. We might be in a mood. But chances are we're doing what we did the, the same night we crushed two days ago. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like if they're, if they're off with what we're giving them, I'm not going to give them that much power. I'm not going to go home and, and, and be upset about a set anymore. I'm just not. Oh, I'm no. too old for this. I'm, I'm not going to go home and when I'm putting on my CBD oil, <laughs> I'm just 
<laughs> Taking my St. John's more. That set was, it could, it could have been better. Where's my turmeric? You know what I mean? I'm not going to do it. No. You, eh. It's like, fuck them, man. It's like you leave it on the stage like a, like, a, like a rock star and just be like, fuck you, man. You didn't like it? Go fuck yourself. Exactly. You know? I realize you know? that. We, I, we, we all off. realize that in our own way yeah. and time. Yeah. But for me, it was about, I don't know, five, six years ago, seven years ago. It was something like that. But I was like, man, bombing is optional. Yeah, <laughs> not getting laughs. You can't really control that. But bombing, where you like go, they're right. You know, like where nah. you feel bad, you get angry, and all that. Nah. Whatever bombing is, you don't ever have to do that. You just keep doing your shit like you're doing great. Yeah, I mean, you can make fun of yourself a little bit and kind of turn the turn the energy, but but be cool. Yeah, but yeah. be you don't have to be. But don't get angry. It's not a bombing energy. Oh man, I remember being angry. Do you? Um, what come take me through this? Okay, well, let's see, I was working in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio, with yeah. Anthony. Uh, a black guy named Anthony, uh, I can't remember, Kennedy, Anthony Kennedy. Okay. Guys, a million years in the business, he's money in the bank, always works. And uh, Friday night, you know, like I'm looking forward to the weekend, of course, you know, it's a smaller crowd, smaller crowd, Columbus, big crowd Friday night, and Steve White is opening for somebody at the theater, and he decides, I'm going to come in and do a spot okay. right before the middle, oh, which is me. That's always fun. And I'm like, and he doesn't do any jokes. I don't think he says any words. Yeah. Just, ah, 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 you know, just like <laughs> all energy and fun the whole time. And he gets them really riled up and stuff. Yeah, kind of like a horny crow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Be careful uh, with that one. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. I, 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 like, <laughs> I had to put my hood on. Uh, <laughs> but it's like a completely jazzed up crowd, and I'm mad now. Because I'm mad because I'm like, why do I have to follow this shit? Why did he come here and do that? You know, just yeah. like everything is wrong. And that's a, you can't go on stage, man. Yeah. I try not to watch what goes on at all yeah. before I go up now. And I went up and uh, wasn't doing whatever, you know. And then there was a guy talking to me right on the front row. And he was yeah. like a guy who's like uh, talking in a way that I could hear him. Nobody else could hear him. So I'm like a crazy person just like looking down and getting angry at this guy, you know. <laughs> And I don't know, I a couple back, and he's just like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You know, just, just the kind of dumb shit you can't even work with. Yeah. And I hadn't, this is before I moved to New York, so I, I didn't know anything about talking to a crowd. I was just there to do my jokes. Yeah. Which they weren't going to laugh at because Steve White. So <laughs> <laughs> I took it out on this guy. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. And you, your wife is ugly. Oh, no. You have an ugly wife. Oh, what do you no. Think of that? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Bad move. Oh, no. As it turns out. Oh, no. So you knew that right away. <laughs> That's rule number one. Never call the wife ugly. All That's the, beautiful. Not even her fault. That is beautiful. It's just this dude. But I love you for saying that. It's like, it's so hilarious. And oh. now the, now it's like, it's negative energy in the room, you know? <laughs> like, you can't hear a pin drop because it's, I don't know, time-space continuum, black hole shit. And like... Zero. I'm doing everything I got. Uh, big jokes, little jokes, everything. I did. Nothing. Not any laughs. You know, it's like punching underwater. And then I go, wow, I guess uh, I, guess I really fucked this up, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, it comes to that point, you have to address it. I'm like, I guess. And when I said that, this woman about, I don't know, 10 rows back. I can't quite see her, but she's like, you think? I was like, yeah. yeah I, guess, I guess it's probably when I called the guy's wife ugly, right? Yeah. You think? And, and then I said something else. She said, you think again. I go, shut the fuck up, you dumb twat. Oh, wow. This is amazing. She burst into tears. Oh, no. And runs out of the room. After twat? Wow. Yeah. You didn't even call her ugly. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
at that point, the light came on. Oh, you think? <laughs> you think? Yeah. I said, oh, I guess it's, I'm going to be leaving a little early. Good night. So he had to dig out of that. That was a tough oh. room to get back into. Oh, wow. Yeah. Columbus. As it Ohio. Turned, I know. that's And that's only the one where... Dave Stroop decides who's going to work everywhere in the funny bone chain sure. forever. <laughs> There's so much work tied up in that room, and that's when I decided to fucking get angry. And that's as it turned right. out, that was a first date. It wasn't a guy's wife at all. That's right. The guy was a millionaire from Aspen, wow. and they were on a first date, and she hated the guy too. But anyway, it didn't really help. So, yeah. like, uh, <laughs> have you reconciled with them at all? Or? Oh, yeah. I mean, I went back. I mean, like, they, of course, like, don't call anybody a cunt tonight. <laughs> I didn't call anybody a cunt. <laughs> like that makes a big difference. But it was remembered. It was pointed sure. out that it was remembered. Of course, it was. Well, a, it was. It was ugly. Yeah, it, it was. It was one of the uglier ones. It yeah. happens. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, it's like you just don't. It, it's what's funny. Like I was talking to Aaron Berg. We we did an episode and we were talking, and it was just like, you know, you just don't know. Like, you know, like you were saying how that one person controls all these rooms, you know, like I, I, you know, pissed off the Mazzillis and stuff. So it's like, you know, who thought that they would be running half of comedy? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) When you're like 22 going, hey, go fuck yourself. And you're you're just like, ah, you know, you look back like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably thought that one through. You have no idea how much I know what you're talking about. (laughs) So you just try to figure stuff out, you know, as you go and try not to do that stuff. Bombing, but I I don't know. It's less of that like, stuff was happening with me once I quit drinking. You know, it's, it's yeah. like I was doing a lot less of putting my foot in my mouth and shit. That was bad. Were you drinking then when that happened? No, no, I was. Okay. I think that you might have been the problem. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> like white knuckling a little, angry, angry, sober. Yeah, yeah, that's Maybe. a that's a thing. You have to. Yeah, that's that's even worse than drinking if you're just just like. You know, just kind of like not taking care of yourself, right? Yeah, not not just checking yourself a little bit because that's where the, that's where the booze would lift that. You know, those feelings. Yeah, yeah, that's where I need it. Yeah, that's where that's where the moment where I used to drink a beer, puke, yeah. and then I'd be I'd be good for the night. That's that's <laughs> the way I would manage it. Really, right at the end. Yeah, right. Yeah. When, I don't even know why it was the end. It was just like I mean, like nothing real bad happened. I was working right. in. Uh, I don't know why I'm telling the story, but I was working. In, I was I worked in Austin with Greg Giraldo. Of oh, all he was my sponsor. That's the running gag on this podcast. <laughs> he was the last week that I drank. I was with Greg Giraldo. Wow. The last time I got drunk was with Greg Giraldo, yeah. and and I told him that years later. I was like, you know, the last week that I drank was with you, and he goes, you know, that's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> 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 uh, but I, I just, you know, whatever happened, I woke up with some woman named Clarissa. He was mm-hmm. an enormous bush and a fucking uh, Grateful Dead tattoo. Bush. You a bush guy? Bush. Yeah. Comes and goes. It was weird. And uh, I started driving. It was like way late in the day. I was trying to get to Nashville and I kept having to pull over because I was freaking out. I was having panic attacks. Yeah. And it seemed like, uh, you know, those highway divide. You know how the road is in Texas, of course, you know. Sure. It's just like some of the long straightaways yeah. and you're just like, and I kept having to pull over, and then finally I pulled over and checked into a hotel. I was like, all I need is a 12-pack, and I'll be fine. I'm like, yeah. oh, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pull over with a panic attack because I need to pull over and have a 12-pack. Hmm. So I did, you know, I had yeah. a 12-pack. And then, like, uh, and I had a beer when I got to my uh, sister's place or whatever yeah. in Nashville and then made a phone call the next day. Okay. That was it. And that was your last. That was it. Last time you drank. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Two thousand one, two thousand rather. Two thousand. Yeah. Oh, that's great. April two thousand. Two thousand. That's amazing. Yeah, coming up on twenty. You'd think I'd be further along, <laughs> wisdom wise. <something. laughs> no, 
No, it's you know it's funny that the bottoms again. My bottom was just I've said it before, but um, I was just I did a comedy show at a strip club with Gino Bisconte. <laughs> Your bottom is like I'm like who books that? <laughs> Mike Beckione, um, Colin Kane, and um, we were um, and I would just remember like being very anxious about going on stage, and I had five shots of Jack at eighteen bucks a pop, and then I remember thinking to myself like. Why am I drinking five shots of Jack, and why am I paying eighteen dollars a pop? Like Plus, I can't afford this ninety dollars. Yeah, I can't afford this. And then it was just like, how sad is this? That this is all what I needed to, to deal with a little bit of anxiety. You know what I mean? Like this, this is all this for just being nervous about performing in front of three guys that want to see boobs instead of comics. <sighs> and yeah. then, and then they canceled the comedy. Like it, we didn't even go up. You're that so was, glad, yeah, right? <laughs> So relieved, I can enjoy myself. Oh yeah, isn't it funny how sometimes in the business it's like when the gig's like whatever, you're just like and they cancel but still pay you. You're like, okay, that that that's cool. I just you know I'm good with this. Best case scenario. But that was yeah, that was the last time I drank. It was a strip club and freaking you know five shots. Yeah, five shots. And that was just to get oh. on stage. Oh yeah, you I were... was I was always I was I was always really sloshed when I went on. You know, I remember being in Alaska. They'd send shots over and over and over, and I keep drinking them and drinking them. Like if anybody sent shots on stage, I can't. I just shoot them back. That was part of my thing. I was like, I'm the rock and roll guy. You know, I was like, it's the party, woo, icky pop. You know, it's, it's hard to let go of. Yeah, it is. Like you think that's you know, this part it could be part of your shtick. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're telling the same joke four times in a row, like because <laughs> you just have no clue what you're doing. I used to smoke on stage. Oh, like, that's fun. And that was such a. That's fun. I mean, it felt perfect. Yeah. It, it punctuated it feels everything. right. Absolutely. And then I was like, oh, smoke-free night, and then it's no smoking anywhere. And yeah. I, and I quit smoking, but like, I keep bringing my hand to my face as if there's a cigarette in my hand. <laughs> and I would just like rub my face, and sh- yeah. I, I, was, I was like a mental patient. Well, the original New York Comedy Club, I remember when I first started being a busboy there for stage time, it was like, you could smoke. And, that was, and I remember somebody telling me the most amazing thing. It was like, this guy, Chris Arcudi, who was a comedian back then. And he was like, you, he's like, yeah, smoke a cigarette. It's, it's great for my time because I know it takes me, he's like, he, it takes me exactly seven minutes to smoke a cigarette. So I know I've done seven minutes when I smoke a cigarette. It was like one of those things. You're was, ruining it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he took all the Lenny Bruce out of it. Like all the, Stop. yeah, all Stop. the Bill Hicks. Like, oh, it was all gone. Yeah. You know, he's like repeating jokes. It was this dude that was like, he would get really hammered. I was working with him in Wichita. Talk Kansas, I don't know, co-featuring or some shit yeah. like that. I think Ron Ramey was the headliner. Okay. You remember him? Did you no. know him? Ron guy. Ramey? Ron Ramey. R-A-H-N was how he spelled his name. Ron Ramey. Okay. What he's, kind he's of comedy? A, he's a black guy. Okay. J- jokes, jokes, jokes. Okay. And, uh, you know, like jokes that don't sound like, that sound like he just made it up. At the, like a lot of mugging. And I'm telling <laughs> you, he would hit the stage and it was like, you could have 10 straight bombs in a row. And it was like the crowd was on fire from the instant he came on stage. I've yeah. never seen anybody that reliable. Yeah. Anyway, this guy that was not him <laughs> was like, he had his joke. He was like, oh, do you want to play? He was in the crowd. He'd find somebody, uh, you want to play road builders? <laughs> He's a black guy. You want to play road builders? He was huge. He's like JP Justice Big. Okay. Play road builders? <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, 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 you just say, yeah, yes, okay. How do you play that? Well, you lay down and I blacktop you. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, he's wow. hammered. And then, like, he busted it out a little early, the second show. And oh, then, that's Of course, funny. he comes back to it two more times. You know, yeah. you want to play road builders? And people are just like, oh, shit, this guy's drunk. 
Yeah. It wasn't like a bit. It was like he's. Dr- I came yeah. out of a blackout one time in Corpus Christi on stage. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I should have clarified that. <laughs> yeah. We all come out of blackout. <laughs> yeah. It, I was on stage. Got laid that night. Wow. Weird, right? Yeah. I thought you made all that happen. How do I do that? I mean, that's. Yeah. But I remember I was. I thought I was doing pretty good, and then like I, I sort of became aware that I was on stage talking, and I was looking at everybody's faces. And they were like. <laughs> they kind of had these horrified looks like, uh-huh. Wow. What, is, is he okay? Yeah, that was a weird moment. Yeah. You know I mean, like, I don't miss that shit at all. I do not miss that shit. That is some, that, that's so, there's so yeah. many problems that come along with it. How am I going to get home? Yeah, I don't miss that either. I sometimes, I, I, you know, occasionally I'll miss kind of the, um, you know, not even that though, but some, oh, occasionally, like, I like bars. Like I like a good pinball machine. I oh, like yeah. a good. I like the smell of a bar. I like a jukebox. Like I miss. I miss. I'm a late night owl, so it's like I miss kind of that. Like I've always felt like there should be cooler coffee shops that are open to all night long. You know what I mean? Just so you can feel that. You, you know? don't like to hang in the bar. I can. I can. I'm okay. But yeah. it's like once in a while. You know, like on the road or something. Like after a show or for whatever, I'll suck an old duels back and just kind of hang out and listen to some Johnny Cash or something. But usually. You know, it, I'm not, and it's not that I get tempted. I just sometimes it's just like after a while, some bump, bump, somebody will bump into you, or like the drunk starts kind of circulating in the room. When the drunk becomes the thing that's happening, yeah, time to go. It's like yeah, it's just like it's it's, it's like a it's like a tornado. It just starts going fast. Like, Fuck you, man! If somebody wants to fight, there's some chick that's it gets like, to Gino level. You know, and you're just like <laughs> some hot chicks like we're hanging out, man. <laughs> Some chicks, some hot chicks touching you, but then you realize she has a boyfriend. Like this is all these oh. things start happening, and you're just like, "What?" And so, yeah, the, the, when the drunk happens is when I want to leave. How do you deal with that when you're on? When you're after you do a killer set, one of those mm-hmm. nights, you know, you headlined. Sure. And, I've had the six. Yeah, <laughs> think back. No, but you know how it goes. And then yeah. so like a and, a and a woman comes up and she's like really putting it out for you, and okay. you see she's got a guy with her. He's three steps back, and he's just kind of like you know this fucking guy whatever you know waiting okay right but she's being like oh my god you were so good yeah. and like and, and asking you shit and stuff like that how do you do you do you kind of flirt with her or do you yeah let me uh, let me pause this and i'll tell you oh. <laughs> <laughs> it ends with me coming down her throat <laughs> i always include the guy i, I have to deal yeah in. i feel like um yeah it's you know it's just one of those you know you kind of get in that after show mode where you're just kind of like hey let's take a picture and you know you try. i always right, feel, right, right. always feel bad for the guy because i've dated girls that were slutty to you know while i was around like in front of me it's a horrible feeling so bad. i always it I always connect unless to you're guy. into it you know what i mean if you're, yeah i was like something you like but yeah, usually it's not yeah i mean there are guys that do that let me watch i've had a couple of those kind of guys where they're just like you know who i'll let you make out with my girl and i'm like nah because you'll probably stick your dick in it at some point, yeah. So it's always I'm, a big woman, with big, big, big tits. <laughs> Seems like that's the way it works out. <laughs> Fat but big tits, and he's yeah. like, "Look at her tits. She's yeah. good, huh?" And you're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it's fucking I, Rochester." So yeah, sometimes there'll be some creeps that'll come up and try to like, you know, imply maybe something will happen or something. And I'm I'm not in that. I mean, if I was drunk and stuff, maybe you know, like man, she's a negative two in New York, but in, in Rochester, yeah. she's a three. Yeah, I'll fuck her. Four shots in, she's a ten. But you know, when you're sober, it's like a whole nother ball game. Some of the because then you have. think about your whole thing. Where it's just like, yeah, it's just not. You know, it's just like, especially you, know, you get a wife or a girlfriend. It's like it's not worth what 
you know, what happens? What if I get something on her leg? You know what I mean? Like, and then I bring that home. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and then, 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 there's, then there's that. There's if these, I get something on her no, leg. No, no, no. Like, let's say, you know what I mean? You bring something home is what I'm saying. Oh, like, let's say something like, like. Like her kid or something? <laughs> no, I know what you mean, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I mean, just take the, you know what I mean? Like, and then your life is ruined. For what? Because you figure, she's fucking me. She's fucking everybody. Exactly. Who she exactly. fucked Paul Hooper. <laughs> Dan Natterman. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. Ryan no. Hamilton's first. But, After, yeah. Oh, he's such a, he's a poon hound. <laughs> it, it's true, though. You're right. You come to a point where like, I've fucked see, enough people. Yeah, it's I, not It's, it's not, not that, worth it. It's not hard to pass. No. After, after a, there was a time I couldn't, I could not conceive of saying no. Oh, if yeah. If someone wanted to fuck. Oh, yeah. I have to. I and thought then, I had to. Especially in, in the realm of stand-up comedy where it's just like we, you know, we have these little brief moments where we feel like, you know, rock stars and like we feel like we're the toast of the town, you know, and a lot of times a lot of these small little places that we play and stuff, it's like we are, we're it. We're, we're the... We're the superstar for that night and that week and that month, really. Like nobody else is coming through yeah. until Sinbad's there next month. But until then, we're this, we're that, we're that star for the night. Yeah. It's so, better to think of that after the show rather than before. It's a lot of pressure. <laughs> like, man, I am it. Fuck, I gotta bring it. Yeah. Afterwards, it's definitely funnier. To, like more fun to think about it that way, but you know what I mean. Yeah, so, the moment. Yeah, so so the waitresses and the, so everybody, people that you know, they find you attractive and like want to connect to you because you do have that little bit of stardom. Because they don't. Because for us, it's not a big deal. We're stand-up comics. We live in New York. We've been on TV. We do stuff, radio, whatever. We're but fucking for cool them, as fuck. But for yeah, we are cool as fuck. Yeah. But especially to them. Yeah. But with, sometimes we're just like we we blow this off like it's no big deal. But it is a big deal when it's like they don't even they don't understand our world. You know, we're rolling up, making money, hanging out, doing comedy after the raffle. Like they don't know. <laughs> yeah, they don't. yeah, they're like, where the are you 50, going 50? next? Can I come with we, you? We, <laughs> Can I come, <laughs> Bobby? <laughs> uh, I, some guy told me one time about this, and, and this is this is very very useful. It's the five hundred foot rule. Are you familiar with this? I don't know. I love it already. Go and ahead. When you're in the club, yeah. right, and they're everybody's sucking your dick, you know, because you're the comic. Yeah. And then if there's a bar next door, yeah. you're still the comic. Sure. Up to a 500-foot radius around the club, <laughs> and it's diminishing towards the 500 feet, and then you're just another swinging dick. Outside yeah. of 500 feet, yeah. you don't want to be there. Yeah, I'm just a weird guy in a hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he, was, he did what? <laughs> Comedy, huh? <laughs> yeah, tell me a joke. Now you're just right back to square one. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. Like every, yeah. Yeah, that's funny when they're like, yeah, you got to go to a bar. Da-. No, 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 no. Whatever's close. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still good. Yeah, that's yeah, so that's funny. Be, yeah, right right nearby. Very cool. Well, it's so fun talking to you. This was hilarious. Like, we just we just did nothing. It was great. We're, we're only like 15 <laughs> minutes in, right? I'm yeah, like, we're like 52. We're good. We're, you know, we're going to get out of here quick. It's a tight show. But, Dude, uh, thanks for having me. I, yeah. I wanted to do this forever, and yeah. uh, I, I I would do this. This is it's so much fun. It's such a it's such an easy uh, it's such an easy because there's no topic. No, there's we, no, we, there's just, no we just get to know each other more. You know, that's what it is. Always, so it's like I can become better friends with people just have them on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it like, gets to be a crutch, though. It does. Yeah, it does. Like, can I book you for a podcast? <laughs> I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way you can make friends, you know? It's true. How do you hang out with somebody if you're not working? I don't understand. No, it's, it's beautiful. But uh, 
So tell, um, so promote the shit out of your all your stuff you're doing, please, and, uh, and just you know how to follow you, Pat Dixon. How can we get more Pat Dixon in our lives? Go. Well, Pat Dixon, Pat Dixon. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm verified on Twitter, Pat Dixon. Are you really so good for you? Let's start with that. Is that new? Let's just start with that. Is that new? No, it goes back to about 2012, 13. Wow. When I did you're VH1, big, you're a big boy. VH1 was like fucking yeah, verify this motherfucker, <laughs> boom, <laughs> and then they're like. You're, just read your bio. We're not bringing you read back. Your bio. Next, we're not bringing you back. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I'll tell you. I, I, if people want to see me uh, do stand-up, YouTube, there's a clip of me on the uh, – this is not happening. I'm, I'm real proud of that set. This is not oh, happening. Yeah, 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 That's the uh, storytelling thing. Yeah, the storytelling thing, and it's um, at that strip club. Who's the host? That guy's great. What's his name? Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr. He's amazing. That's you know, great. I've known him for a long, long, long time, and we never, like, you know, we're – we had, didn't have time to become the best friends. We just worked together. Sure. But I worked with him when he was doing guest sets in Tallahassee. Oh, wow. Coming down from Alabama. I mean, I'm telling you, this guy, they, wow. people were telling me, like, this guy's got something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as it turns out. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm, I'm the guy who fucking, last time I was at the comedy cafe in, uh, in Milwaukee, Hannibal Burris was my middle. Okay. So, yeah. Happens. Happens. Yeah. Neighbor um, Gatsy and uh, Pete Holmes are my barkers. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known you'd be unfazed by that. <laughs> I've been lapped so many times. Oh, uh, I guess my my podcast is New York City Crime Report. And it's, and it's Great very, podcast. It's actually very similar to this. It's about as much about crime as this. <laughs> and, and yeah, I love doing it. You've been on it. I yeah. want to have you back. It's uh, so much fun. Very, very soon. It's, um, yeah, it's crime in the city. I'm doing it every day now. It's coming out every single day. Oh, so if you like shit that comes out all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, it's a very good time to be paying attention to this shit because – this is a microcosm for what's going on in a lot of the big cities in the sure. United States. Absolutely. You know, like a lot of the leadership is bad, and they think that they can't make a mistake. It's like, yeah, you yeah. can. People are yeah. shitting all over the streets. Yeah, you see people defecating, and you go, "That's not right." So you guys take like topics in the headlines and kind of just, yeah, kind basically of... take the tabloid. You know, uh, like I mean, like, there's so much shit going on that that mm. is so weird. Try a guy was smoking and uh, on his porch, he's naked. Okay, dies. Oh wow, oh, that's weird. Uh, it's so what happened with the naked smoking guy? He just died. He just died. He, they found his body. I'm like, what? He died out there. <laughs> and we talk about. I it. bet it was menthols. Oh, they were <laughs> that'll trying, do it. That'll do what? it every they're, time. You know, they're trying to get the, the city council wants to possibly outlaw Those menthol cigarettes. Those are terrible. I mean, cigarettes are bad in general, but I would, anything that's just straight from the ground is better than whatever the hell that is. You know, that's one of these vape things. You just don't know what's in them. Oh, I just, vape, I don't trust. Yeah, I don't trust any of I trusted it a lot when I got hooked on it for a little while. I was like, Did you? I yeah. trust this implicitly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, menthols are bad. And so they, they, they take it like a racial thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, And this is the weirdest. This is the kind of, like, catch-22 you find yourself in. Al Sharpton says it's racist to ban menthol cigarettes because okay. you're going to create a black market and force them into confrontations with the police. Uh, and then the NAACP says, you've been marketing these menthol cigarettes to blacks for years, getting them sick. You need to outlaw the menthol cigarettes. <laughs> so it's like you can't win. Yeah, so these are the fun topics. Thank God I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> You can catch fun topics like that on yeah, New York City, York City Crime, Crime Report. Yeah, get it anywhere you get your podcast. Podbean, uh, iTunes, and my it's, there's CrimeReport.nyc. Kumia Network. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Crime <laughs> Report on Kumia. I've also got a show on there called TBD. People should be on Compound. You should get it. You should. Yeah. It's... I know there's a lot of like people nickel and diming you, you know, for sure. a little bit of you know entertainment. There's so much happening there. There's so much live stuff happening. Yeah, so and that's great. Just, like, watch fun live comedy, and it's it's 
it's incredible. And there's so many archived hours of it. You never run out of entertainment. Yeah, very cool. So compoundmedia.com. Right. You got any November dates or anything you want to plug? In? I don't, I mean, I'll tell you what I'm at the Greenwich Village Comedy <laughs> Club. A lot. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's get, exciting. Check me out. <laughs> Believe me, I'm stoked. <laughs> We're bringing it. Yeah, you know, it's a New Year's Eve gift. There you go. Oh, and yeah, well, uh, New Year's Eve. I'll yeah, New, Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve. Yeah, for the rest of the month. It'll so be great. Fun. That'll be fun. One more thing. December thirteenth, yes. comp- comedians of Compound live, yes. White Plains, New York. Oh, that'll be check fun. that out. Yeah. Very cool. All right, thank you so much, Pat Dixon. You're one of my uh, older comedy friends in New York City. Like I've known you a little bit, so it's always fun to. Just feel that energy. We've done such crazy. We just did an Elks Lodge gig, and like (laughs) that was actually surprisingly great. It was. It's like you know, some of those you walk in, you're like, "This is going to be terrible," and then it ends up being pretty good. Yeah, and they're fun. Yeah, they're fun. And then on top of that, like. I'm so happy when you're working it because yeah. we get to spending the time together won't be a, a chore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like get on the train. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's natural. Like we're not, we both get each other. It's totally fine. Yeah. It's like, but sometimes that is about, cause it is comedy. It's a little bit of comedy, a lot of traveling, which it's, so you have to, if you're, if you travel with somebody, you better not be somebody that's annoying. So just tell me like you, you do the comedy for free, you get paid to fly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's it, kids. That's what you get to look forward to. These young comics starting out. Most of you don't even have that to look forward to. You don't. <laughs> Let's be honest. You're gonna quit. You're gonna quit. You're gonna quit everything. <laughs> quit. Br- we're brought to you by Spirit Airlines. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> if you're thinking of quitting, do it. Do it now. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, to uh, I'll leave you with this. I'm Dustin Chafin. You can also catch me. Uh, I'll be at uh, Governors in Long Island. Go to StubHub.com. You can get tickets there for November 22nd and 23rd. And go to my new website, updated, fancy website, DustinChafin.com. I have all my information and all my stuff that I'm doing on there. Also, if you want to be a comedian, I do the Outlaw Comedy Coaching. Uh, you can catch me at the Facebook, Outlaw Comedy Coaching, on my Facebook page, and I will run you through this life of being a stand-up comedian. Uh, Good or bad, we'll take it because it's better than any job you'll ever do in your life. All right, everybody. Thank you. Keep being funny. Thank you, Pat Dixon. I'll leave you with this. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.